Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. Planet Open Box having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The auction is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com. Backslash MHS. Time now for the lead. The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino and Blackhawk. Okay, according to the New York Times playoff simulator, the Broncos right now 52% chance of making the playoffs, 12% chance of winning the division. We're not going to go through the rigmarole of every single what has to happen, generally speaking. But if the Broncos go 3-1 and one the rest of the way, okay, 96% chance they make the playoffs. If they lose to the Lions, win the rest of their games, all AFC games. With that, I don't see why they shouldn't be going 3-1 and one with the way, I hate to say it this way, I know it's a team game, with the way this defense is. No, going. absolutely. The defense is leading the way. There is no question about it. It is, again, their calling card. Um, But I think that they can be effective enough on offense. And there's a thinner margin for error on offense than there is on defense right now. Because you've got Jaquan McMillan. This dude, man. He's the second coming of Chris Harris. And I I talked to Chris during the game by text. And what he pointed out to me was, what I did in terms of my career, I took off in the second mm-hmm. year. He's taking off in his first year. Yeah. And oh, by the way, pair that with PJ Locke. Both guys undrafted, right? Yeah. Holy cow. What this second year? PJ Locke was drafted. I think PJ Locke was drafted. McMillan wasn't. I know McMillan wasn't. Will you please check that, Mr. Fact McMillan's, McMillan's out of East Carolina. That and- I do know. He was actually on the roster last year, but didn't see a much or any playing time. But Locke was, Locke was undrafted Locke, as well. Locke was undrafted. Yeah. I stand corrected. Uh, I believe an apology is in order. Not I stand corrected. Eric, I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. Okay. <laughs> You're choking on those words. No. You can't, can't do it. No, I mean, I stand corrected. What more do you want? Because that's not an apology. That, that's a backwards apology. Okay, good. 
How, in, in your marriage, are you good at apologizing? Yes. I'm your work husband. You can't apologize to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm a little less comfortable doing that. Okay. Well, no, no, it's all good. And now I know exactly where I stand. I am. But I digress. I am go, so sorry. You're welcome. Thank you. When I did the show with Mason, he corrected me all the time. You know why? I knew he was right every single time. Well, yeah, when he says something or other, yeah. you just well, mark has, it down. His mind is just ridiculous. It's a marvelous thing, too. To talk about a guy that made me look bad every single show. So good. But, but here's the thing. When you... Uh, let, let's compare this to the Chiefs. Yeah. Let's compare this to the Chiefs about potentially winning the division. Yes. The way it's going to work is this. As far as the first tie break goes, mm-hmm. and I'm bringing this up to get back to the wild card. The Broncos and Chiefs are tied with the first tie break because they both, they split right. their games. One win each. The next tie break is division record. The Broncos are a game behind. So what has to happen? If the Broncos win out, which with the way the lines are playing right now, who knows? Yeah, who I know, knows? I know, right. the, I know the game is there. If the Broncos win out and the Chiefs lose one of their division games to either the Chargers or the Raiders, then the Broncos win the division. Justin Herbert is now out for the season and the Raiders have fallen apart under Antonio Pierce. With that, you would think that the Chiefs are going to win both of those division games. You would think that, yes. For for these reasons. Justin Herbert is out for the season. And the Raiders didn't even score yesterday Mm -hmm. against the Vikings. The Broncos get to face those two teams again as well. Yeah. Then you throw in on the Broncos' schedule, they have the Patriots, who are just awful. They're not awful defensively, though. They're just not. Well, the Broncos aren't very good offensively. So, but then again, they're playing the Lions, right? The Lions defense is as horrendous as the Patriots are good defensively. (sighs) Do you know that over their last five games, not to get sidetracked here, we'll talk more about it later this Mm -hmm. week. Do you know that Lions have given up 30 points a game over their last five? And it's not one of those, let's throw in to... Let's throw in the Miami game to throw off that aggregate. Mm-hmm. No, they're they're routinely giving up twenty six to thirty points a game over their last five games. Okay, but getting back to what we were talking about, the Chiefs and the Broncos are playing three of the same teams, mm-hmm. and we have very little doubt that the Chiefs should win all those games. Yeah, and with the way the Broncos are playing. Defensively, right now, there's no reason why they shouldn't win all three of those games. Yeah. If they lose the Lions, they wind up losing. The I Lions. would be surprised if they didn't go three and one, at least. Right. I would be surprised. Two and two would surprise me, it really would, especially with what's at stake. Um, Think about this for a second. The word collapse is a special word for special situations mm-hmm. like the Broncos started the season at one and five. Yeah. That's a collapse. I think it would be too harsh of a term to call going two and two a collapse, but quite frankly, with the way they're playing right now, mm-hmm. it would be an incredible disappointment to lose to a Herbertless chargers team, a Raiders team that once again, looks like a mess and, Antonio Pierce is not going to get the head coaching job. And 
the Patriots are as bad as they have ever been historically. Well, except they're very good defensively. That, that That's the, the so, caveat is, well, I mean, ask the Steelers. I mean, the Steelers, the Steelers just lost to him at home. Yeah, but here's the thing: this for as for as rough it is as it has been mm-hmm. watching the Broncos' offense this year, they're not even in the same league as the Steelers. Yeah, but Bailey Zappi was pretty good in the in against Pittsburgh. He was not. I, I'm with you. I, all I would say is, I never put. Anything past Belichick, no, I just don't. There, there, there is the any given Sunday. There is, and I, and I understand that. But they are going to be. Let, let's just say this: they are going to be expected. They will be favorites to win their last three games. The expectation from both inside the franchise and outside the franchise is that they will win their last three games. I, I think the thought at this particular point on the Lions is it's a 50-50 shot, right? Yeah. Why not? I think it's a 50-50 shot. I mean, the Lions are shaky. They've lost two of their last three, but they are nine and four. But their but their defense has been horrendous. Again, they're giving up 30 points a game. Now, it's, it's the old saying, um, you know, when you have a great defense playing a great offense, it's the immovable object against yeah. the immovable force. In right. this case, it's the complete opposite. You have the very, very movable uh, defense against the offense that doesn't move very well. Something will have to give, hmm. right? Yeah. Something will have to give. Coming up after the break, how much credit, and I know they don't think about it this way in the locker room, but how much credit do you honestly give the Broncos offense? in yesterday's game. And really, did they look very good despite scoring 24 points? And, oh, by the way, had the Broncos lost yesterday with the entire conversation been around Jerry Judy? That's next. That's okay. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Wednesday, Planet Open Box having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, Small appliances and more. The bidding is open right now at rollerauction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com. Backslash MHS. Christmas is coming up fast. What are you going to be doing with your family? Are you going to make a big meal? If so, I'm sure it's going to be great. If you don't feel like cooking, if you don't feel you are a good cook, I've got a great suggestion for you. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew will cater Christmas for you. Will cater your New Year's party. Specifically for Christmas, They don't have prime rib on the menu, but they will for catering. And they have all kinds of great things on the menu. As I've said before, not only do I believe Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew 
is the best barbecue spot in town. It is also one of the best restaurants in town. You will thank me by ordering in from Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. They're going to be closing on New Year's, or excuse me, on Christmas Eve at 3 p.m. So get your order in now. And if you order from there, your family is going to be like, man, what a great decision. Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew. You can find them off of 36th and Pecos. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. Okay, Broncos defense absolutely dominated Justin Herbert when he was in the game. You can make the case that their backup quarterback was better than Justin Herbert. As for the offense, they had one ridiculously great drive in the fourth quarter, but the Broncos have been very good in the fourth quarter offensively. And as you and I have talked about, I don't know if we agree on it. I think one reason why they're better in the fourth quarter is it's not that they're off script, although Sean Payton called a marvelous play to get Troutman wide open on that touchdown. I mean, the announcer said that's probably a play that you haven't even seen right this season. And boy, did Sean Payton call that at the right time. Man, good on Sean Payton for calling the right play. Good on everybody executing it Mm -hmm. well. But outside of that drive, and what now has become, as sure as the sun comes up, you know that Corlin Sutton's going to catch a long touchdown pass. (laughs) Right. The offense, for the most part, was in neutral for the entire game. And now we need to start talking about this because of where the Broncos are in the standings. Does this look like an offense that can compete in the playoffs? I would add the last drive, the toe top drive of the first half. I thought that was a really good drive, too. Fair. They started uh, at the 30 yard line with a minute 28 left and two timeouts. So they had 70 yards to go. That's a good point. And they had their opportunities. They ended up settling for the field goal to make it 10 0 instead of a touchdown because Jerry Judy can't get his foot down with plenty of time to do it. In fact, when I, when I went back and watched that, I'm sitting there thinking, what the hell is he? Is he thinking he's back at Alabama or something or other? Why in the world isn't that foot on the ground? It's not like he needed it to keep his balance. Get the foot on the ground. It's just not thinking. It is just, not thinking kind of like Kadarius Tony just, just not thinking. thinking yeah you're right and what would we be talking about if they lost this game well you're right I mean yeah I mean we'd be thinking uh, Jerry Judy had more targets than any other receiver for the Broncos yesterday think about the narrative following the game against the Texans Russell Wilson is not spotting Jerry Judy mm-hmm. wide open and there was a groundswell of support for Jerry Judy. Right. He's open all the time. Get him the ball. And in yesterday's game, he was open on two plays. Yep. One, he dropped, went through his hands, and the other one didn't get his toe down. So for all the people that were supporting Jerry Judy, boy, did they do a 180 in a hurry. No question. No question. They did what they needed to do with Jerry Judy. They put him in situations where he had one-on-one, uh, they put him in situations where he could score, uh, and he didn't come through. 
three catches for what, 19 yards when you're targeted for six and they go downfield deep? You're in one-and-one situation two different times, two catches, not three. So there you go. I mean, but I will say this. You're in your overarching question about the offense, I'm probably, I don't think I'm bullish. I'm still somewhat mildly encouraged about the possibilities. But I don't think it's ever going to be dynamic. I hate to put it in these terms because we're guys. I can flip it around and make it more towards women, but we're guys. Jerry Judy is like the great-looking woman that you're dying to go out with, and she's nothing more than a tease. Every time you think you have a date, she cancels. And then when you do have the date, it's kind of at an arm's length. And he's one big tease, tantalizing talent, yet never follows through. They gave him a fifth-year option, so he's going to continue to get opportunities that doesn't, well, wait a minute, he still could get traded. He could. He could get traded. I mean, think about this. At the end of the season. If I would have told you before the season, mm-hmm. with Sean Payton's offense, which guy is going to have a better contract with the Broncos this season? Jerry Judy or Cortland Sutton? Yeah, Jerry Judy. 95% of you would have You're said. You're damn right. Even though Sutton looked great physically in training camp, Corlin Sutton, you can make the case having the best season of his career. Yes, clearly. And he's making great catches. Yes, he is. And again, I say this jokingly as much as anything else, but the fact is, it's true. Corlin Sutton is better with one hand than Jerry Judy is with two, and we saw it on display yesterday. Yeah. That was a remarkable catch. Now, as for the defense, the way it played, it's funny. For as great as Alex Singleton has played, Mm-hmm. Josie Jewell has been a, a... Oh, he was he was a monster yesterday. Both of them were. And you know what? I don't think he's coming back next year because of his contract, because they already have somebody to fill Josie Jewell's spot. Um, Jaquan McMillan, undrafted. P.J. Locke, undrafted. They have some players on mm-hmm. defense. I'm not even getting into Cooper Browning. Right. Yet. Things have truly come together. I've always known Alex Singleton's story, but do you know his story with what happened in Philadelphia. Because if you don't, it's beyond fascinating. In 2020, he led the Eagles in tackles. Mm-hmm. They brought him back. They He was named a captain in 2021. And they benched him as a starter after the fifth game. And the guy they replaced him with wasn't panning out. So week 11, he becomes a starter again. So he's a captain sitting on the bench, didn't play a handful of games, and still led the team in tackles in 2021. Right, for a second straight year. And the Eagles let him walk to the Broncos, in which the Broncos offered him $1.1 million. Right. This guy has been a heat-seeking missile pretty much the entire season. And if you had to pick an MVP on that defense... Pastor Tan is the best player on this team. Yes. But he goes unnoticed, just like Champ Bailey did. Because he's the best player on the team. And <laughs> they it, don't throw at him. They don't throw at right. him. Right. Right? Yep. But all of the other guys 
that make impact. I mean, how many impactful plays has Pat Sertan really made this it, year? Right. Very few because he doesn't get that opportunity. But you look at Jaquan McMillan, P.J. Locke, Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, Baron Browning, Cooper, D.J. Jones has made some impactful plays. I didn't even Benito. Benito, by the way, hurt. Yeah. And we'll see what his situation is. Was in a knee brace leaving the uh, facility yesterday. And we have not even mentioned their big free agent pickup on defense, yeah. which is Zach Allen. Who has been a difference maker. Right. A difference maker. They have players on that defense, yep. and Vance Joseph has put it together nicely. Now that we are talking about all these individual players, in which Jaquan McMillan did not play, I believe, against Miami. P.J. Locke, if he did play, it was behind Kareem Jackson. Yeah, right. Baron Browning didn't play in that game. Yeah. Has has Vance Joseph done an amazing job turning it around? Yes. But they have also stumbled upon P.J. Locke. They have also stumbled upon Jaquan McMillan. Baron Browning did come back. And Vance Joseph got some pieces, but just because you have great ingredients doesn't mean you're going to put together a great dish. And that's what Vance Joseph has done. I said this weeks and weeks ago, and I'm sure if you really look for it, Alex, you can find it. But I said a couple of weeks after the Miami game, for all of you that hate Vance Joseph, you might get your wish. He's going to be gone as a head coach someplace else. And as we sit here right now, He's going to interview for a lot of positions, and it would not surprise me if he gets a head coaching job. We have too big of a sample size now to say that with what Vance Joseph is doing is a fluke. Yeah, I'll wait on that one, but you are... You have a huge sample size. Huge sample size. I think that uh, defensively, Fabian Moreau also has been an addition that has helped. Because Damari Mathis has, had, was just <laughs> Damari Mathis was better year one than he ah, was year no two. Kidding, man. And you really, really hope that doesn't happen to right. Jaquan McMillan. Yeah, no, you're right. Um but well, we always knew, and the question was always the the biggest stress that Pat Sertan puts on a player is not necessarily the guy that he's guarding, it's the guy that gets all the action on the other side of the field because he guards the guy he's guarding so damn well that nobody ever throws at him. Well, here's the thing about Jaquan, and and this is what I always said about Shaq Barrett when he was here. He never put up huge numbers like Von Miller, like DeMarcus Ware, Mm -hmm. but he was always around the ball when something good happened. And that's what Jaquan McMillan is. He's always around the ball when something happens. So now... You might have to start going after Sertan because Jaquan McMillan is just making play after play in the slot. Yeah. Well, it's been a remarkable turnaround for the entire squad, specifically the defense, which is the which is still the lead in this group. Well, let me ask you a question. Over the last three, four games, give me the best players on defense with what you have seen, not reputation, what you have seen. Physically on the field. Jaquan McMillan. Yep. Zach Allen. Yep. Cooper and Browning have been, I think, really good players. Benito has been solid. The guys that we've talked about. Wait, wait, hold on. 
Then, then throw in Singleton. Yeah. Throw in Jewel. No question. And we haven't even gotten to Justin Simmons. We haven't talked about Justin right. Simmons because those other guys have been so good. That's who we're talking about. Right. We're not talking about Sertan, and we're not talking about Simmons. Right. Two guys who will be ticketed to another Pro Bowl. Yes. For and sure. deservedly so. Right. We've got no problem with those guys going to a Pro Bowl. No, it, it's pretty remarkable. And, you know, knocking on wood, if you stay healthy with that group, there's really no reason to think that anything could change. And if you play defense like that, what kind of chance do you have every week in this league? A pretty damn good one. And here's something else. Sometimes, sometimes, the best decisions are the ones that are never made. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Who did everybody think should be coming back from Hackett's defense? Who did everyone think should be coming back from Hackett's coaching staff? Ejiro Evero. Mm -hmm. Which defense is better, this one or last year's? This one. Vance Joseph was not the first choice. No, he was down the list. Ironically, neither was Sean Payton. But you know what? Where this team is right now, sometimes the best decisions are the ones that are never made. Coming up after the break, decisions are being made up in Boulder. And you have to give Deion Sanders sure. and his coaching staff and the program a lot of credit for addressing a major need. Now they have so many potentially really good offensive linemen, there aren't enough spots for everyone. That's next. Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at mylifesports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman on Wednesday. Planet Open Box, having an auction for Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more. The bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda. Or find them at sthmazda.com. Just doing the very simple math, the Buffs have more than they need. There are five offensive linemen, and they have picked up six. And honestly, it's a pretty impressive group of guys that they picked up. Jordan Seaton, number one offensive tackle in the country. He has committed verbally to Colorado. They had already picked up as well before Saturday, Jackson State's Amari Ward. I don't know how good this kid is. We will see. But then on Saturday, they got four guys who have combined to give up eight sacks against 3,000 pass blocking snaps. Pretty impressive. Over the past two seasons. 76 career starts at the FBS level. Another time we'll get into what what are they going to do defensively because they need certainly help there. With that, good for Deion Sanders for getting these guys, 
But as I say all the time, and I always use the same cooking analogy, and I've used it multiple times already today, the ingredients are there. The question is, what kind of dish are you going to make? Yeah, it's a good question, and we don't know. Um, but the first step is, what what is the saying? You know, the first step in in fixing the problem is recognizing the problem that you have. It's not hard to recognize the problems that the Buffs had this year, both offensively and defensively. You've made good moves on the on the surface to improve your offensive line. We'll see how it all starts playing out in spring. Um, now I'll be very interested to see what they do now to rebuild, not rebuild, to build a defense because they didn't have much of a facsimile of one last year outside of Travis Hunter, you know, handling his corner pretty well. Other than that, they've got some work to do there. So, yeah, a step in the right direction and good to see it. National media was all over Colorado starting with spring ball. Offensive line is not a sexy position. It is not Travis Hunter. It is not Shadur Sanders. The question is, will the national media jump right back on Colorado at the beginning of the upcoming season, or is it going to be a wait-and-see approach before 60 Minutes shows up and College <laughs> Game Day shows up yeah. and Big Noon Kickoff shows up oh, and I, Michael Irvin is standing on the sidelines? I think it. I think it's probably a wait-and-see at this point. I, you, I mean, that, that, was, that was awesome. There's no time like the first time. It was absolutely, it was so cool and so wonderful. And Colorado uh, reaped the benefits of it in so many different ways, and it's fantastic. But now, now we're in the prove it process. Other news and notes from the weekend, and this was a big one, certainly in terms of dollars. Shohei Otani is now going to the Dodgers. 10 years, 700 million. Let's put this into perspective. According to last year's records, Dick Monfort's net worth is $700 million. Wow. And Shohei Otani just got a deal for $700 million. If you're wondering why the Rockies did not go after Shohei Otani for a number of reasons, I don't think Dick really wanted to give up everything that he had to get him. Right. No, the, I mean, the Rockies were never going to be on so many levels. And we're by, never going to be in this conversation. No, no, no. And I say that jokingly. By yeah, the way... $70 million a year, that's more than eight payrolls. Yes, sure is. Yeah. You don't think the base, the baseball business model isn't a little screwed up right now? Listen, I, I will always support the actors over the theater owner. I will, too. If you can afford it. Yes. You're, if you can't afford it, you're not going to pay it. Right. Clearly, these teams can't afford to do this, yeah. and that's why they do it, and the Dodgers do. Yeah. But how do you like the top three of that lineup? Mookie Betts, Otani, and Freddie Freeman. Yeah, well, yeah. That's how you got to start off every game, and because you're at the top of the order, those guys get the most at-bats. Yeah. Well, he has protection in his lineup now. He's still a left-handed rake, and I'm sorry that he's a Dodger, but I'm very interested to see how it all plays out. That dude is can't-miss television. I love watching him. Very much... Well, in a better way than when Barry Bonds was was doing his thing. I mean, if Barry Bonds or McGuire in the summer of the home run or Sosa were on, you always you stopped 
you you watched the at bat because you could see a ball hit into the stratosphere. I I, I get it, but Otani to me is different in that we're seeing quite possibly the greatest baseball player to ever play the game. I agree, but you brought up Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds is in his own category. He is. And here's the reason why. Juicing or no juicing. And let's face it, it even came out in the book that the reason why he did start taking PEDs is because he was disgusted with all the attention that McGuire and Sosa were were getting. But until a guy starts getting walked with the bases loaded, like Barry Bonds did, Mm -hmm. then don't tell me about a guy who's more exciting to watch. As a hitter. Oh, not well, Mike when he Sh- gets a chance to hit, yeah. That's what I mean. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, Mike Trout doesn't get, in his heyday, he wasn't getting walked with the bases loaded. Right. Otani, not getting walked with the bases loaded. Ichiro, you can go down the list. Barry Bonds is in his own category, for sure. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll discuss the race in the NFC East between the Cowboys and Eagles. And with NBA's in-season tournament wrapped up, was it more of a success or a failure? That's next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us at You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman on Wednesday, Planet Open Box having an auction. For Apple products, Samsung products, Beats headphones, small appliances, and more, the bidding is open right now at RollerAuction.com. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the last hour, I told you about Paramount Siding and Windows. Mm-hmm. My experience. You know, I love the fact that they will take any size project. Scott Williams, the uh, director of sales, came out to my house, asked him to come out to look at a window. As it turns out, I probably needed to have two windows replaced. As it ended up, I needed no windows replaced because it needed a small fix. So not only did they come out and look at my home just for two windows, the slight fix, I didn't pay anything. But I got to tell you, it's huge equity in the bank for me knowing who I'm going to be working with when something happens the next time with my windows or my siding. With that, thrilled to bring in Scott Williams, the director of uh, sales, excuse me, for Paramount Siding and Windows. Good morning, my friend. How are you? Thank you, Eric. Good morning. I'm doing well. Okay, so I want to talk about the entire customer experience. I just told you my experience, which was unbelievable. The integrity you guys have is through the roof. But when somebody starts, when they make the call, take us through the process 
of working with Paramount Siding and Windows? So, again, it really is about just creating an overall positive experience for anyone that does us the honor of giving us a call, reach out to our website, because we know we're in a highly competitive market. And so we not only have to be competitive on products and pricing, but really it's about having a really great experience to go along with it. Um, the customers, that's what the customers want, is those essentially three things. And we just believe in making it really simple to do that, uh, from a wide variety of different windows and siding products. So if people start off, here's the interesting thing. The, when it comes to when people start initially deciding whether or not they want to uh, have us come out or give us a call, many of our new appointments have been starting off at our showroom. Because if you give us a call and talk to Lori, she'll ask you if you want to come into the showroom to take a look. Because really, that's a place where you can see. I mean, we have four, four different uh, window manufacturers, 10 different series of windows, four different siding products. And the showroom is a great place to start. So schedule a time, come in talk with someone they can show you the different products and everything and then head to your house after that measure your windows measure your siding be able to give you a detailed quote right then and right there we do a no pressure approach quotes are good typically for 30 days um there's just no pressure to do anything right then and right there we just try and make it simple and easy to do business with us well i certainly live the no pressure sales because you could have pressured me easily into two new windows and instead you fixed it so from first-hand experience that is absolutely correct with what Scott is saying. Let's talk about a couple of your products. One are heat efficiency windows, but also, and I know people aren't thinking about it right now, but maybe they should, phantom retractable screens. Tell us sure. about both of those products and how it can really make the homeowner's life easier with their bill and convenience. So with Paramount, again, we offer four different window manufacturers, 10 different series, and they come in different packages. All the windows are going to be energy efficient, some more so than others. Again, we customize it depending on what it is that you're trying to get out of the product. Some of them will have higher technology than others. Some of them will have argon gas. Some of them will have low-E coatings in multiple areas. It's just a variety of different things. Some of them will be thinner and thicker than others. We just want to really try and customize it towards what – there's not one window – no matter how energy efficient it is, there's not one window that fits everyone in all situations. That's why we offer a variety of that. So that's why we definitely encourage you to come down to the showroom, see them firsthand, see what you like, see what you don't like, and we can then customize it to figure out what works best for your home. Right. For Phantom Screens, we're actually the, uh, we're the distributor for Phantom Screens, and Phantom's gotten so large, we have a network of dealers now throughout the metro area and throughout all across Colorado, uh, not, not you know all the way down uh, towards the southern portion or anything, but we have a network of dealers now that are now doing our installations on those because as the distributor uh, for Phantom, it's just, it got, got so big, these retractable screens, there's so many people that want them. It's a little bit of a seasonal business, but uh, uh, it's uh, they're very highly in demand. What kind of financing options do you have? So we offer a few different ones. Our number one program that right now that most people are taking advantage of is two years with zero down, zero monthly payments, zero accrued interest, and no prepayment penalty. So mm. it's basically, you're getting free. I mean, you're, I mean, you're quite literally with approved credit, you're getting free money, essentially, interest-free money for two years. Uh, that is with approved credit, of course. So. That sounds pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. Mm -hmm. How do people get a hold of you? ParamountSidingAndWindows.com or 303-482-5656. We're located on the northwest corner of South Broadway and Arapahoe Road. Again, I encourage you, visit our website. 
give us a call, schedule your appointment to start off at our showroom. You'll be doing yourself a favor. I mean, just to see the different things up close and personal. It's the way to go. ParamountSidingWindows.com. Scott, thanks. Have a great day, my man. Thank you. You too. See you, pal. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Alrighty, guys. Just in case you missed it, the NBA's first ever in-season tournament has wrapped up, and the Lakers beat the Pacers 123-109 in the championship from Las Vegas. Uh, LeBron James won the in-season tournament MVP as the Lakers went 7-0 in the tournament. What are your overall thoughts of the first ever in-season tournament? You think it was a success? Um, I mean, it was okay. I, I, it didn't really move the needle for me one way or the other, probably more negatively when I stopped to consider how much the Nuggets have now faced the Clippers and the Houston Rockets. That's something or other that needs to be worked out a little bit, in my opinion. Um, but whatever. I mean, okay. Fine. They won it. I paid no attention to the outcome of the Lakers and the Pacers. People in L.A. loved it. They yes. were celebrating in the streets. More power to them. They were celebrating in the streets. <laughs> Fortunately, Compton is still in one piece. Oh, man. Just like their bubble championship. Yeah, yeah if you add up this championship yeah, and the bubble right. championship, does that equal a full throated NBA champion. Well, the bubble one was better than the in-season one, I will say And that. by the way, I'm in a minority here. I think the bubble championship is more impressive than a regular title because you had to do it, A, in relative anonymity, mm -hmm. no fans, no home court advantage. Right. And it was very difficult living in that environment I'll give emotionally you that. for almost all of these players. Yep. Mentally, it was a grind working in that bubble environment. To me, it's more impressive winning it in the bubble than it is outside of the bubble, even though almost everybody would disagree with me on that. All right, just in case you missed it, in the NFC, the Eagles were taking a task for the second week in a row as the Cowboys beat them 33-13. Uh, the Cowboys' defense stepped up with three takeaways and no touchdowns allowed. Dallas, Philadelphia, and San Francisco are all 10-3 with four games left. Who do you think winds up winning the NFC East, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Right now, the Cowboys. Yeah, they look to be the better football. Clearly look to be the better well, football team last night. Well, right now they have the lead. Yeah. Right now they have the lead. So, and then when you look at schedules moving forward, you can make the case that the um, that the Cowboys have the easier run. Although the bigger question for me is, and the three of us should answer it, do we believe in the Cowboys? I think I do. They, I, I, I think I, I like elements of that football team together. I stand corrected. It's the Eagles that have gone through their buzzsaw, and the Cowboys have the more difficult run. Up next for them, at Buffalo. Yeah. At Miami. Home against Detroit. Yeah. Tough ones. The Eagles have gone through a buzzsaw, and, and things loosen up for them. A little bit. But the Cowboys look better. I think they look better equipped at this point than the Eagles do. And I think the 49ers are the best of the three teams anyway. As for the Eagles, mm -hmm. the Giants twice, the Cardinals, and at Seattle. 
pretty good run there. <clears throat> that could be a 4-0 run. That should be. If if the Cowboys go 3-1 the rest mm-hmm. of the way, they might not win the yeah. division. They got their signature win, and good for them. Yep. They got their signature win. Let's see what happens with them moving forward. Okay, that was Argonaut Wine and Liquor. Just in case you missed it, always great specials on wine. Right now, all kosher wines, because it is Hanukkah, 15% off. They deliver to the entire Denver metro area. If you're going to host a party for New Year's or you're going to do something for Christmas, they deliver to the entire Denver metro area. Every delivery over $200 is free. Argonaut Wine and Liquor, find them off of Colfax. That's going to do it for us. Gordon and Alex, great job as always. Same with you, Bruce. Make it the best possible day you can.